Hi, I'm Rebecca Dengrove, your host of Life in a Leo. We are here to celebrate gymnastics and everything that's great about it, including the athletes, coaches, judges, and gym owners, uh, but most importantly, the athletes. Each week, we're going to interview somebody different from the gymnastics community and share their story. Uh, so if you have any ideas or recommendations for people you'd like to hear from, please email us, Rebecca at leotard.com. We also want to hear all about the things that are happening in the gym and it meets that you're proud of, um, key accomplishments, things that are really exciting and great. So don't forget to email us those and we'll feature them every week. We're going to be looking to post every Friday and uh, take you along on this journey with us. So this is our first episode. I'm coming to you from New York. and. We're going to start off by interviewing, basically giving you my backstory and how I got here. Uh, just a little intro into the podcast. And, you know, we're excited to get this thing up and running. I look forward to hearing everybody's feedback. So again, don't, don't uh, hesitate to reach out and share what you like, what you don't like. We're Rebecca at leotard.com. And let's get into the show. As I mentioned, my name's Rebecca Dengrove. I'm coming to you from New York City. So just to give you a little background on myself, um, I started gymnastics when I was three years old. I grew up in Los Angeles, California, and I started at a local like rec program that my mom got a flyer for in the mail. I had a lot of energy and I was immediately drawn to the sport. They put me on the bar, they spun me around, and I laughed. And from that moment on, I have loved gymnastics, even with all the ups and downs in my career. I competed through, you know, through level nine as a, in the JO program. And then I went to college at UC Davis in Northern California, a division one school and competed for them. Um, my two events were floor and vault. I've always loved floor. I loved the performance factor of it. I love the feeling of tumbling. I just, it, it definitely was always my best event. And something clicked for me later in my career as I got a little older and taller, um, I figured out how to vault. As a compulsory gymnast, I was horrible on vault. Doing those handsprings, never scored well. Uh, I had like one or two meets where like I had miracle front handsprings, but for the most part, it wasn't my vault. And then in college, I competed a handspring front at the end of my career, and that was, it was awesome. Like something really clicked and, and vault came together for me. So that's, those are kind of my like really top level gymnastics experience. Uh, I grew up at a gym called Gymnastics Olympica, which still exists. I was coached by somebody named Fritz Ryder, who if you've been in the sport for a long time, you're probably very familiar with him. His, um, he started at a YMCA. He actually is originally from Austria, came to the US in the late 60s at a YMCA and then opened his own gym Gymnastics Olympica, which was a parent-run program, and I think in 1976, Denise Cheshire was one of his gymnasts, was the national champion, and another one of his top gymnasts, a woman named Sharon Shapiro, so he really has a lot of legacy in this sport. Denise still coaches and judges, and Fritz is still around, but uh, his health has definitely deteriorated pretty recently, which is unfortunate, but um, I'd say I learned so much from him. He really taught me a lot of life lessons and 
made me love this sport in a way that nobody else has. I think a combination of Fritz and the teammates I've had throughout my life really set the foundation for why I love gymnastics. Um, in 1996, I started judging. I wanted a job and it just made a lot of sense. I was able to do this on the weekends, make some money. I didn't have to deal with driving anywhere because my parents had started a leotard company in 1993 called Rebecca's Mom Leotard. So they were at meets every weekend and I could either hitch a ride with them or carpool with another judge. And so I didn't have to worry about not knowing how to drive. Um, whereas like a traditional you know, teenager job working in retail or ho hostessing in a restaurant, you know, didn't ha offer the same level of flexibility and um, this also allowed me to grow my knowledge in the sport of gymnastics so I've been judging since then and have continued to you know grow so I think I was starting to say how I've been judging in this sport since I was 16 I'm a national judge Primarily, at this point, I focus on NCAA, but I also judge some local competitions and am eligible or qualified to judge anything like Excel, compulsory, optional, you name it, I can do it. Um, but as a national judge, we can't judge internationally, we can't judge elite competitions, so I'm not, not at that level yet. But uh, definitely, you'll see me at some big time NCAA meets this year, which I'm really excited about. So. Going back into the focus of the show, I'm going to try to answer some of the questions uh, that I've set up to ask other athletes and gymnasts that we're, we're planning on talking to. As I mentioned before, you know, how far did I get in this sport? Well, I competed in college for UC Davis. I was there from 1998 to 2002, and my time as a collegiate gymnast is definitely some of my best, best memories of the sport. I really loved competing in college. I also, you know, knowing that my, my mom started this business, Rebecca's Mom Leotards, and I've recently started to help her grow her business, one of the things I want to talk about are leotards. The podcast is called Life in a Leo. So one of the things I want to ask everybody is, you know, thoughts around leotards. Do you have a lucky Leo? Do you have a favorite Leo? Some memories you have tied to specific leotards. Uh, for me, I have a very specific memory of this leotard. I must have been like 11 or 12 years old. Definitely my lucky Leo. I was doing, I remember doing like privates on beam and stuff like that because I was always a little afraid of beam. And every week when I'd have like a private, this was the leotard I wore because it gave me just that boost of confidence. It was, and it wasn't even a leotard my mom had made. She hadn't started making leotards really at that point in time. It was this pink, black, and white leotard. It was like this applique design. The white had some like silver glittery stuff in it. And, you know, I wore this leotard so much that like obviously the glitter had faded off. And I don't know why I love this leotard so much. It was maybe the simplicity of the colors. Pink has always been my favorite color. Um, but you know, and I learned maybe a couple really key skills. I think maybe I learned my giant and my full and my back handspring, handspring on beam all while wearing this leotard. And so it just had really, really good memories tied to it. And then in college, at that point, my mom had been making leotards and I had a ton of leotards because anytime she got new fabric and loved it and, you know, felt like it was inspired by me or something like that, she'd make me a new leotard. So I, I definitely was very fortunate to have a ton of leotards and 
So there's not one really in particular leotard that stood out in college. I had a couple that were favorites at that point in my life, you know, being older, I always felt like, and being in college, not having the best eating habits and things like that. Like most of my leotards were probably like black or tried to be slimming in some way. Um, so I had one that was this really cool sort of like textured fabric that almost made it look like a wetsuit or something. It was like slinky, but it was like black and kind of sexy. And it, it had a sweetheart neck and had this cool like black mesh on top. And um, there was also one that my mom had done for Jeanette Antolin that was on the cover of Technique magazine way back in the day, maybe in like 2000. Um, and so she had made it for Jeanette and she had made one for me. And so that one was really special just because, you know, I got to be cool like Jeanette Antolin and wear the same leotard. So those are some of my favorite leotard memories. None of my competition leotards really stand out. I mean, way back in the day when I was competing compulsory for Gymnastics Olympica, we had this red and purple leotard and it had built-in briefs, which is like the weirdest thing to like put on a leotard, especially when you're like really little and you're not used to wearing briefs or anything under your leotard and you have like this whole other layer built in there. That was a little weird, but that was definitely like old school leotards. So that was cool. And um, my favorite event, as I mentioned, was floor. I love, like, I just love to tumble. Tumbling is definitely my favorite thing. And I've always loved to dance and just the performance and the combination of the two. I found floor to be really fun. In college, my floor routine, my junior and senior year, was a routine that Beth Rybacki had done for me. And it was this awesome Stevie Ray Vaughan music. So it was like bluesy and jazzy. And, uh, it sort of, it had this sexiness to it that was really fun that like I definitely would love getting into character and like dancing around and I wore red lipstick when I competed in college and that was exciting for me. Some of the new skills include back handspring back layout on floor, I mean back handspring back layout step out on floor, cartwheel back layout step out on floor, round off back handspring back layout on floor. My Randolph back handspring back tucks have improved so much. My back walkover on beam. My souk on vault into a pit. My front handspring front tuck on vault into a pit. My Randolph back handspring back layout half on trampoline. My hiccup on bar. My solo circle on bar. And my giants on metal bar. I am so happy with my progress at gymnastics and I hope to keep improving. Jumping in the pit. So first we went to training camp, which was at Balacroly's ranch and was so cool. Then we got Topich layout, super good, and we could go into the pit to try Topich fulls. The same day we also got um, high press, and it was so much fun. Okay, so the best thing that happened to me at gym this week was that I got to choreograph a girls' floor routine. This was really special for her since this was her first optional routine and really special for me since I got to choreograph my first routine ever. Through this experience, I not only learned a lot about myself, but also had tons of fun with her in the routine. So moving on to the next set of questions. Um, one of the things I wanna ask everyone is whether they prefer strength or flexibility. For me, I always liked flexibility more um, I wasn't naturally strong or naturally flexible, so I had to work really hard at both. Um, but I definitely, I think I just liked, flexibility came a little bit easier to me, so 
I'd have to say flexibility. But with all the kids doing tops and stuff now, it's crazy how strong some of these kids are and how much it looks like they love strength training and conditioning and stuff. So there's that. And then I want to talk a little bit about life after gymnastics. So uh, gymnastics has really given me some of my best memories. As I mentioned, like my coach Fritz, my teammates uh, throughout the years really have created some special memories for me. But one of the things I took away from gymnastics that's helped me through life is just the ability to set goals, to stay focused and determined, to know how to you know, manage priorities. Like I was not allowed to go to practice unless my homework was done. If my grades weren't kept up, I wasn't allowed to do gymnastics. So you know, having those boundaries and creating that discipline, I think really um, has helped me be quite successful in life. And I think also helped me as an entrepreneur. I started my own business with my brother in 2010 and we sold it earlier this year. And so uh, I think the reason we were able to be successful was that with that was because of some of the framework I had developed as a gymnast and just understood that, that discipline and the amount of hard work that goes into it. And um, just was determined to be successful and find ways to make things work. So. I think all of that came from my experience in the sport and the life skills that my coaches taught me over the years. I also think, you know, one of the questions I want to talk to some of the people I plan on interviewing about is just, you know, general advice, how you get through some of the ups and downs. I was not one of the best gymnasts around, that's for sure. I definitely had a lot of fear that got in the way. Um, so I think, you know, just knowing that I loved being in the gym. I loved, there were certain things that I just loved doing and I still love and miss being able to do it the way I did when I was younger. And so, you know, recognizing that in myself and then finding ways to work around the fear. And in college, it was great because I didn't have to do beam anymore. I just, uh, and I trained bars, but I never competed in college, but I could really focus on where my strengths were and the events that I'd really excelled in. And so that was great. And getting to that point took a lot of hard work. Um, but, you know, so I'd say some of the advice I have looking back on my career in the sport, maybe that I can share with other athletes is, you know, there are those ups and downs and you need a really strong positive self-talk and you need to recognize in yourself like what matters you know, do you think you can overcome it? Or is it something that is debilitating you and making you so stressed out in other aspects of your life that it's, it's not worth doing anymore? You know, I think um, fear is very real. You're doing something that a lot of people don't know how to do and making your body do, you know, these crazy skills and tricks and stuff. Um, it doesn't come easy, but if you have good coaches and you trust the process and they trust that you're capable of doing it, you know, I think there's a number of people who are able to overcome those fears because of that trust. And so that's really important. Um, I think you have to know yourself and you have to understand your ability and your body and what you're going through and, and make sure that you're communicating effectively with your coach because that's going to be really important too. So that's a, a little bit on like fear um, other advice I'd say just gymnastics is a tough sport it uh, you know it's tough on your body it's tough to make it through 
four years of college competing and um, there's a whole nother life after gymnastics and you know I've gymnastics was so important to me and I became a judge when I was 16 and that's the way for me to continue to give back to the sport stay involved with the sport watch the sport grow and, and that was really a way for me to, to maintain my tie to the sport um, but it also allowed me to go on and do other things with a professional life. Um, so I wasn't completely, you know, I feel like I went to college and I got this great education and I'm able to do both. I'm able to use my gymnastics and I'm able to use my education um, to do other things in life beyond gymnastics, you know, physically doing gymnastics. So, you know, make sure that you keep those things in mind too. Um, I think it's really hard when you're in it to sometimes have that vision of where life is gonna take you or to be so committed to a sport the way we are with gymnastics, um, to have that, you know, when you are ready to be done with your career and retire from the sport, you know, how do you transition away from it? I think that that's really hard as well and you're not trained on how to do that and how to navigate that and, you know, to, to just all of a sudden be like, okay, I'm done and, and that be the end of it. Uh, can be really emotional. So I think that it's important to understand that that you you can give yourself time and there are different ways to still continue to be involved with the sport if you feel like you need it, you need to. Um, so there's that. And I'd love to go into that more if anybody has any questions. You know, you like I said, you can always email me, Rebecca at leotard.com and I'm happy to chat more about that. Um, my favorite things to do outside of the gym. Well, so I do really like working. I love judging. <laughs> um, and um, I've loved being involved with my mom's business. Again, my mom started this company 25 years ago. It's called Rebecca's Mom Leotards. Their website is leotard.com and it's been really fun. I re-launched um, their website earlier this year and I've been learning a lot through that. And now with this podcast and just social media and trying to grow some of the skills that I have in other ways and, and giving back and helping my parents, um, I think it's really fun. So for me, that's definitely one of the things that I do outside of the gym, um, even though I guess it's very gym related. The other thing, I have a two-year-old daughter and she's a blast, she has so much energy. She hasn't done gymnastics yet. She's watched a little bit of videos and stuff on Instagram, but um, I haven't taken her into the gym, so we'll see what happens when I do that. And then, um, I don't know, I've worked in the food industry, so you know, outside of the gym, there's a lot of things around food and health and wellness that I find really interesting that are really fun for me. So. That's kind of, that's a little bit about me. And, you know, so those are those are the things that I'm hoping to talk about. If there's questions that you think would be really interesting to hear from some of the people that we're looking to interview, um, please send them my way. And, you know, I think it's really exciting to get this out there. So the next part of the show is this segment that I'm really excited about. I've become a little bit of a podcast junkie and one of my favorite podcasts is by Sam Sanders and it's called It's Been a Minute. It's through, it's on NPR. And he does this thing on his show on Fridays called The Best Thing All Week. And I want to adapt that 
adopt that uh, segment here on my show, but frame it in terms of the best things happening in the gym all week. So whether it be at a meet or practice, I really want you to call in each week and we'll compile you know, the clips that we get um, and share it with our community. But I really wanna hear the things going on in your life at the gym, at practice, at meets, um, or even, you know, did you get a new leotard? Was that the best thing that happened all week, you know? So, so record yourself doing a voice memo, email it to me, Rebecca at leotard.com, and we'll pull those together and, and get it out there. So this week we have a couple we're gonna share with you, and here you go. Tune in again next Friday. Make sure to review us on iTunes and share this show. It means a lot, and it'll help other people learn what we're doing out here with Life in a Leo. If you have any feedback, like I said before, you can find us on Instagram at Rebecca's Mom Leo or Facebook at Rebecca's Mom Leo, and you can email me at Rebecca at leotard.com. It's R-E-B-E-C-C-A at leotard.com. Good luck good skill and don't forget to point your toes. Can't wait to hear from you next week. Thanks.